going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, 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 what to do, my peoples? We're back again with another episode of the Bar Bar Podcast. It's your boy, Munu. I'm back hosting episode 128, I believe. Damn, racking up those numbers. Um, I'm joined with my guys. C Striders is in the building. Come on, man, we're active. Got my fellow Guna, Mace is in the building. Talk to me, man. What's up? I'm back to represent the United Boys. My boy Prez is in the building. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Unfortunately, no Liverpool fans can make attendance. Even though they didn't catch an L, um, things still are looking really good in that Merseyside Red. So I can understand. People, the... people are too busy. Too bu- people are too busy scrapping on Twitter and not not boy, getting any replies. I swear, people are scrapping on Twitter. Yeah, man, talking to boy. themselves and that. <laughs> I'm gonna have a laugh after this episode, man. I I, I, I thought you were gonna say something about how they're celebrating other teams. You know, they've got different shirts on at the moment. But yeah, um, yeah I guess <laughs> the, the, the time, as we said, um, is, is nearly up. But I mean, eh, let's just get straight to the shits, man, because we had two big city derbies. I mean, first of all. I'm a bit confused. Obviously, Spurs, um, Arsenal was on BT, and the United game was on Sky Sports early. The earlier kickoff. I was a bit confused at the timings of these games. Um, we've not had a long London derby that early since I don't know when. When Fabregas scored that goal straight after Van Persie's goal, and then for the Manchester derby to be the first game on a Sunday kickoff, I I, mm. I, I was really baffled. I don't know about you, man. It's true, to be fair, yeah. Really and truly, normally it would be both games on a Sunday. Like, literally, maybe, well, the, the North London Derby first, or it, it was just normally on a Sunday. But, hey, you know what? We, we got good football over two days. Like, let's not complain. And um, we're obviously going to kick off in the capital, the North London Derby, which I think, as a group, we have said is the most entertaining derby. Possibly not the biggest, but, yeah, when it comes to entertainment, goals and action which is what we got once again. It has to be the North London derby. Arsenal came out as 3-1 winners to, you know... <laughs> I mean, the tie say North London is white, but, I mean, look at the rap sheet. It's always going to be red, so I can't really say... <laughs> Circle much. down, man. Circle yeah. down. Yeah, you're right. I need to. I'm hosting today. I've got to be, I've got to be on the balance team. Um, Arsenal, yeah, like I said, came up 3-1 winners. Um, took Taking the leads from a cracking goal. From Thomas Party, some of some, some of the kind of goals that he been he's been doing at Atletico Madrid, we were like, where where are these goals here at Arsenal? He placed one, top right corner. Lloris had no chance, and then of course the Mandanderi Kane penalty at North London derby at the Emirates as well. Always at the Emirates he gets a penalty. Um, Clement <laughs> Gabriel, like what was he thinking? I mean, Tos is not here to to to, to get a Xhaka. Toast believes it was Xhaka's fault before leading up to Gabriel giving away the penalty, which is my argument. Like, there's no need for Gabriel to go down. The ref gives a pen, and I mean, you could bet your life that Harry Kane's going to score. And as Toastin also thinks said, Harry Kane would rather score a pen than give away his daughter. So, it was there. <laughs> I'm a bit shook here thinking, ah, Tottenham will come back into this game. 
Second half, we get things rolling and straight away, Arsenal get a goal in after four four minutes. Agent Loris, would you say, Calvin? Bro, it looks like that. I can't lie. I see him friending up with the Arsenal boys. Bro, yeah. There's a picture um, as, <laughs> which I'll send to Calvin as well. Loris was getting very, very friendly with the Arsenal boys. Um, he had his butterfingers as he let the ball go through. First, he couldn't catch it. And then somehow the ball went through his, through his body. So, yeah, Gabby Jesus was there to take it for 2-1. And then, again, a man that was at one point on his way out of Arsenal, Granit Xhaka just finishes off the game with a great strike to make it 3-1. And that was it, man. Um, I'm going to go straight to my boy Mace, and then obviously we'll go to you, Calvin. Is this it now, Mace? Are Arsenal the real deal? Or is this just our normal three points against Spurs at home? Um, good question. I think I feel like this question is like a trap set for every Arsenal fan. You can't say it until you smell it, until it's there. So to answer your question, I can't say it, man. Maybe ask me this question during December. Then I can give you a much more concrete answer. But until now... No, we're not there yet. We are league leaders and we're playing like it, but I wouldn't say we're we're there yet. I I I value the honesty there, but for me, I can't even say December because I know our club. I feel like I I said it yesterday at the pub after the game. If we're within five points, and here's me, here's me really already saying within five points, as if we won't be topped by this point. If we're within five points, come around March, April, then yeah. I can, I can feel we can do some sort of challenge. Um, yeah. But December is a bit too premature for me with the World Cup and whatnot. But um, we, we can definitely see. We can we can definitely see how we are. Um, I'm going to go over to you, Prez, before we... Uh, sorry, Calvin, I know we'll come to you, but let's go to Prez quickly, a neutral. Yeah. Was this Arsenal just being too good or Spurs were just not up to games? Um, I mean... Stylistically, you always knew, I guess, from the way Arsenal have started this season, um, what you were going to get from them uh, in terms of uh, their build-up play, um, the interchanging between the forward players, and the quick passing in in um, you know dangerous positions. Odegaard getting on the ball, Gabriel Jesus dropping deep, trying to link in with the other forward guys. So you knew what you were going to get. The build-up play has been fantastic, and and at times. Um, Arsenal do look untouchable in terms of the football they play but um, I think Tottenham did play into their hands quite a lot with um, their carelessness on the ball so you know if they did recover the ball from an Arsenal turnover they just seemed unsettled in the way they progressed it whether it's through um, a Harry Kane especially on the break so that was really what Tottenham were living for in terms of you know, from my perspective, what they were living for to, to hurt Arsenal um, was on the break and they just couldn't get that final ball to the outlet right. And I feel like if they did, um, we could have had a, a different game in terms of at least um, Tottenham threatening their goal a bit more. Um, yeah, I've, I was saying that, you know, it would have been good to see uh, sort of a, a calming presence on the ball, like a, a Benton core get on the ball a bit more. Obviously, he's not like the primary playmaker within the team, but just somebody to to shore up uh, the Tottenham side in possession and, and distribute the ball a bit better because I felt that they really, really lacked uh, in, in that area. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
from my perspective, I think Tottenham could have done a lot more to hurt Arsenal and there were moments in the game where they could have. Um, however, you know, when Arsenal began to play and they got the opportunities, obviously the red card happened as well, which you can't ignore. Um, but for the major- for large parts of the game, Arsenal were in control and I think they would have been really, really disappointed to leave with anything less than a win, um, given how the, the game played out. Yeah, I couldn't agree anymore with how we were playing. If we had left without the three points, I'd have been really upset. I think Bentacol's actually one of the better players at Spurs on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of high, higher um, caliber players like Son um, and Richard, well, Richard, listen, I, I've got my ifs and buts about him, <laughs> but Son definitely. R9, man. Yeah, oh, please, man. Stop <laughs> with that, man. Calvin, <laughs> but yeah, let, 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 let's, 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 I think it's time to bring in Calvin. Um, Calvin, man, obviously you hate us, we hate you. It's obviously one game that as a fan of either club, you don't want to lose. Um, what are your thoughts on it, man? Okay, I'm going to be completely honest, yeah? Obviously, we don't win at the Emirates, so going into the game, I had not much expectation in terms of, of a result. I didn't want to lose the game. You never want to lose the game as a fan. But ultimately, Arsenal have been playing the best football in the league so far this season. They're top of the league for a reason and it's a hard place to go to. Now, Conte hasn't given us a chance by playing 3-4-3. When we knew Kulusevski was out, I had hoped he would have played three in the midfield to combat Arsenal's dominance in midfield and give us a better chance to have a bit more control in there. I think by playing the two, it basically allowed Arsenal to dominate. There were certain situations where Jesus would drop into the midfield and make it essentially a 4v2 at times and Hoiberg and Bentancourt were completely being overrun. With that being said, we had chances on the counter attack, like Prez said, where if we had a little bit more quality on the ball and took a bit more time, we could have scored two, three goals in the first half. And that's no exaggeration. And I think, yeah, on the day, Arsenal were probably the better side. The red card obviously kills the game. Um, but hopefully now we won't see Emerson Royal play again. But I think we we done okay. Lloris throws one in five minutes into the second half. <laughs> and again, that puts us on the back foot. But all in all, there's a lot of hype for Arsenal at the moment. Maybe rightly so, they're doing well. But was it really like a clear-cut, obvious win for Arsenal? I'm not so sure, man. How many saves did Lloris really have to make? For all of Arsenal's possession and approach play... You weren't really hurting us. And I think realistically, if we would have just had a bit more composure in the final third, there was opportunities where Richarlison could have played Perisic through. Um, even the, the penalty that Richarlison won, it's a poor pass initially from Son. Son had another pass where he could have played Kane in. These are good opportunities to, to get you know shots on goal. So I'm not like too disappointed in the fact that we lost. For me, it's more the case of in situations where we were set up in the way we were, we just didn't take our chances. And, you know, at this level against the, like I said, arguably playing the best team, best league in the, um, playing the best team in the league so far this season, we got punished, man. I mean, I do agree with some of the points you've made there, but also do disagree with some that you have made, Calvin. Um, I don't think you guys had a, a sniff. No, I didn't. Even the, even the chance that you said when um, Son had a poor ball to Charlton before the pen, that's probably, yeah, that's probably your one chance I can remember 
Perisic had one way where, where he skied it, but I don't really recall. No. No, really? Like, what did no, Sun but do? No, you're, you're, you're not. I'm not saying that like, Ramsdale was making save after save. But does that matter though, Calvin? Because at the end of the My day, thing you is, have, yeah. You, you, you can have three There shots. were opportunities mm-hmm. where yeah. we, if the final ball was better, be in on goal. Like there was an, a chance where Son has got a simple pass into Kane. He's on the left. Simple pass into Kane. And he's potentially in on goal. But the pass is over hit. There's another chance, again, where Perisic is played. We were counter attack. I think Odegaard pulled Son back. He got played into Richarlison. And his pass to Perisic, he sent him so far wide, it goes from a potential one-on-one with a keeper to a, he has to turn back and play the ball back and recycle it. And these are these are key moments in the game. We knew that Arsenal were going to come out of the blocks fast and they were going to press and they were going to really be on the front foot. They're the home team. That's how Arteta wants his team to play. But ultimately... Like, that plays into our hands. I still believe we are one of the best counter-attacking teams in the league. We did miss Kudusevsky on the day, but we had opportunities, Munya, man. You watch back the highlights, you'll see that. I mean, no, these opportunities... Bro, what do you mean, points. highlights? I was there, and I have to... Like I said, I do agree some parts, but you, you <laughs> probably are... You are a very good counter-attacking side. I can see how you contest that you are. You wanted to hit some the counter. And, what? okay, I get it. Maybe because it didn't click, but that still means you didn't get a sniff. I'm sorry, if they were all clicking, and yes, Ramsdale was making saves, then I'll say you guys had a save, but you didn't. Like you just, you just. Yeah, you got, you got, you got to convert them into chances at least. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like that was where uh, what Spurs failed to do. Like you say, Strizart, rightly, you didn't. Um, you know, the uh, the final ball wasn't there, but at the end of the day, that's you know. What, what do you expect Arsenal to do in that situation? I mean, they, they handle the pressure, they handle the danger and they move. Do you know what I mean? It, it didn't it didn't cause as much as of, a, of a threat as it should have, I think is is what I would say. Yeah, and also the, the opportunities Spurs has had were as a result of how they play. They play on the counter. So, of course, you're going to have those moments and it's up to you, your, your team to capitalize yeah, to, those yeah. moments, you didn't, and also the the opportunities no, you I, had weren't weren't as frequent. So frequency would would suggest that you were on top of the, you you were the, the dominant team. You weren't the dominant team. You were just making the most of very few opportunities. Which taking a turn is just. I I want to ask you as a Spurs fan, is this a sustainable way to play as a club? Because Conte, yes, has cracked how to play the Prem in terms of get good players to soak in, like set traps for these players, um, for these teams, and then hit them on the counter. But I feel like, yes, Conte's, the way Count Hunter plays will get you top four, maybe top six. But is that something you, as a Tottenham fan, you think is sustainable? Okay, firstly, I just want to just say uh, that I agree with what you're saying in terms of the chances didn't, you know, amount to maybe shots on goal. But, like, they were opportunities where with a bit more quality they would have. And that's what I mean in terms of if we were more clinical in the final third, it could have been a different game. But we weren't. Arsenal dealt with it well. And, you know, like I said, you deserve to win the game. To answer your question, yeah, do I think it's sustainable? I do. Yeah. Like, I think it very much depends on who we're playing against. Like, there's been... Games like last season, for example, when we went City away, we played that exact way and got a result. Went to Liverpool away, got a point by playing that way. Um, 
yeah, obviously we lost here and it looks bad. But you don't you don't want to lose this game, but it de- it just depends on the opposition. Like we won't play like this all the time. There'll be games where we play at home and we dominate. Um, you know, it, ha- it worked against Leicester. Leicester aren't as organised defensively as 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 Arsenal, so obviously it was easier to break through them. But yeah. I just think from like from Tottenham's point of view, um, maybe Conte is a, is a lesson as well. I don't think we always need to play like this. I do agree with what you're saying to a certain extent. I think sometimes we need to take the take the game to the opposition. We need to play a Correct. bit more on the front foot, especially at home. Um, and that's why I do, I'm not going to use the word admire, but I respect what Arsenal do. Like in terms of they try and play the same way, whether that's at home, North London Derby, whether that's away to Bournemouth, whether that's away at Old Trafford. They've played the same way in every game this season. They've... They've not shown the opposition any respect, and um, and they're top of the league for a reason, man. So yeah, I would have liked uh, to see. Oh, sorry, Monia, just before we move go, on, go, just go. one last point. I, I would have liked to see um, Tottenham, especially the forward players, put a little bit more pressure on uh, the centre backs. Like we we've already seen. Um, or we have knowledge now of Gabriel and his potential mistakes, um, you know, that he's capable of. But I felt like someone like Saliba, and this isn't taking anything away from him because I think he's quality, but he really just had the freedom to do what he wanted on the ball and play out from the back with very little pressure. And I feel like even if he, because he deals with pressure well, he deals with the press well, but it would have been nice to see Tottenham kind of make him possibly second guess himself and and put him on put him in an un, um, uncomfortable situation the same with uh, uh Gabriel but yeah that was just an observation i felt like obviously Tottenham do sit into their shape but um we know that Arsenal like to play play out from the back as well it would have been nice yeah. to see just that you know just that little bit of of bite on the front foot from um from Tottenham on from a pressing perspective but yeah just an observation yeah, I agree with that, Prez. But do you know what I think it is? I don't know if Kane is able to press like he could under Pochettino. Like, as the front man, mm-hmm. he is the person. Like, when I look at, like, Jesus and obviously how mobile he is and how he kind of sets the tone in, in terms of pressing for Arsenal and everyone kind of follows, I just don't know if Kane's got the same legs to do that. Um, but even Richarlison, you know, Richarlison's industrious ish. Yeah. He could probably and, cover yeah. that pressing effort. And Son. And Son, yeah. Yeah, I just think obviously if if Kane is at the the front or, or like in the middle mm-hmm. as a nine, like I guess he'd have to drop in, and the other two would have to like press from out to in, maybe. But but the thing yeah. is, sorry, um, strides. What incentive do you give players when you play that way? When you play to uh, catch play, um, teams on the counter attack, so it's automatically these players are thinking, let's drop and set traps for for them. So I think it comes back to exactly what the, the the point I put across to you that I don't think this the way you play might be something to, to look t- to carry on in the future because it's going to you're going to come you're going to come against teams like this where they they know how how you play and they'll find a way around it and like as Prez has alluded to the best way to deal with this type of teams is to press them from the front so I I think that's a worry from from a Spurs perspective no, I hear what you're saying, man. But do you like what's your thoughts? That I'll, I'll flip it and ask you, like in terms of yeah. the formation, playing a two in midfield, 
Um, obviously, watching the end of the Leicester game where we went to a three-five-two and ultimately killed the game off when Basuma yeah. came on and he puts on up front with Kane. Were you happier to see us go back to the three-four-three? I would say the Leicester game. What um, just kind of rejig my mind because in the second half did um, Conte change formation? Yeah, so we changed from a three-four-three to a three-five-two. He took yeah. off Kulisevsky, he brought on Basuma. He yeah. matched him in the middle and then Kane and Son played high. And then yeah. we were just cutting through him. And I think what was happening, similar to, to yesterday's game, um, where you had the extra man in midfield, you yeah. were able to dominate that area. And with Jesus dropping in as well sometimes, it created a 4v2 overload. Which of yeah. course, the, these kind of quality players, if you've got a 4v2, yeah. you're going to play around. So yeah. I just think, yeah, like when when you were looking and you saw the team sheet, because we all look. Like I looked at the team sheets. I was thinking, it's Partey fit. I mean, you know, you look at these things. So when you see yeah. the three four three, where you thinking, okay, cool, that's better for us. Or the thing is, just look at positives. I think if Kulusevski played that game, that would have been a total different game, in my opinion, because I I rate him higher than Richarlison, right? So in terms of moving forward, you could say Conte needs the the players to. Um, to accomplish the way he plays, but I, I wouldn't agree. Um, personally, I I am not a big fan of s- setting traps um, because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, it, it, it really, re- the risk is more than the reward. Um, but Conte, well, who am I to ju- um, judge Conte? Because he he has shown that his method has can bring you a championship and he's done it with Chelsea. So who am I to, to judge? But I just don't think the way he... Tottenham. I don't think Tottenham has the 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 facilities for playing that that um system. And ultimately, if you don't have the right players, for example, missing Kulusevski, it won't work. It won't click. And yeah, so that's my point. And I I think um Conte should have maybe a a, a part or a plan B to deal with situations like this. That's fair. Let's, uh, fair enough. Let, before we move on from this game, let's just give out some individual flowers. Um, I'm actually going to start with Spurs, Calvin. Um, Harry Kane, on the score sheet, he actually um, broke another record. Um, I think he's the first player to score 100 away goals. Um, yeah, so that's right. Big, yeah, man. So big, big up, up Kane. Still doing his thing when his team is letting him down. Um, so, captain for a reason. Um, also... I know Chelsea's not here, but we actually have to give him some flowers, man. Granite Xhaka. What a turnaround. <laughs> oh, Munia, man. <laughs> Munia, this is the <laughs> thing. With, can we talk about this Xhaka situation? Because a, a, a thought just um, kind of dropped to my head, right? So, Go you know, um, Tosin blamed Xhaka for the touch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can we rewind back? And if I might be wrong, please correct me. Wasn't wasn't it Saka who lost the ball and then there was a counter-attack? Um, but Saka lost a ball in his own half toast. Um, I get that, so, but this is what I'm saying. People just picking and choosing, right? It's still a mistake. Of course, when someone scores, yeah. Shalom, you're gonna someone is gonna lose the ball. I don't. You're, you're taking yeah. it far too bad. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, and this is an agenda. Yeah, Jacker yeah. has been doing well. Just allow, just allow Jacker. He's been doing well. I'm just saying. But, yeah. It's, yeah, go ahead. Uh, and this is why I'm giving him the flowers, Shalom, because... Yeah, thank you. No, 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 I, I just want... Yeah, 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 no, no, thank <laughs> you. I just fair, want to make I that really I, clear. E- even... even I, I hear it, Mace. To be honest, like, yes, Jacker's touch was awful there, but at the same time, Gabriel had no business doing that. Like, no there were players... It, there were players in the box that could have potentially covered Jacker's bad mm. touch. He didn't need to... He didn't need to lunge in the way he did. 
Nope. Um, so yes, the touch was bad from Jacka, but I think you know Gabriel has to hold at least ninety percent of that for me. <laughs> correct, correct. Uh, say no more, man. Um, oh, yeah, and, and just a quick stat for all the Jacka lovers out there: he's got eight games. He's got two goals after eight games, two goals and three assists, which is Assist. a very good you, term for his year advanced role. You might not forgetting. A certain, certain though. I would have thought you would give, be giving him his flowers for this game. What Saliba? Party, t t t t t t t t. Oh yeah, that goal. We're yeah. not. Oh my do we, god. Party, t t. Do we have to keep it PG? Because for the for the pod, or can I really run this man down? Because he should be near the football pitch. We cannot comment on on an ongoing situation. Listen, yeah. I just want to say, no, no, no. These are my. These are the views of Calvin. Yeah, not the views of Varbar. That man should be nowhere near the football pitch he should be in a cell yeah because he is a rapist <laughs> anyways we're gonna we're do we gonna do we, do we blip that redacted anyways party's um, goal was was mesmerizing boy it was yeah it was great different. strike like i said we saw him different let's go was about time he did it for arsenal and yeah great goal great performance again from him head and shoulders um, above everyone for me yeah man take Taking him off when we need to so we can rest him and to the next game we go, man. Um, they do say Manchester is a new London. So after the London derby today, we also had, or Sunday, as you guys will be listening to on a Monday, um, we had the Manchester derby early kickoff again, or the early afternoon kickoff. United with a point to prove City being City. Um, coming into this game, I think some United fans not from our chat anyways, we're happy to see certain players left out of the Man City squad thinking, yeah, this will give us a chance. Um, good to see Rashford back in the starting eleven for United fans, Martial on the bench. Um, United were in form coming off um, Eric Tang Hang and Rashford himself winning player of the month and man of the, manager of the month respectively. You know, Prez, I would say you probably came into this game confident or no? Hmm... No, I would I wouldn't say confident. I think um this was this is one of the games on the calendar where you just you basically just say, Okay, it's either gonna go one of two ways. It's either gonna go really, really bad or you're gonna get a result that in the grand scheme of things you're happy with. Um so those were the two sort of outcomes that I had in my head and obviously the former happened. Um we haven't played, obviously, the Queen passed last month um, and we hadn't played a game for in the Premier League for just under a month. Um, and I think it, I'm not putting that down as a reason, but it's kind of showed that there was a lack of momentum coming into the game, um, given, you know, the fact that there hadn't been a Premier League game played uh, in a United shirt for that long. But um, yeah, I think from early on so the first 10 minutes of the game i think it was quite clear how things were going to go um obviously conceded in the first 10 minutes and the pattern of the game was we got we got outrun in the midfield i think um so obviously we started with bruno and ericsson who uh, in our last four games have been instrumental in our wins um however in a game where you have so many threats all over the pitch 
um, you know, with the the city uh, centre backs that are able to play uh, it basically into our half, drop it off to the likes of Bernardo Silva, Jack Grealish, Phil Foden, Kevin De Bruyne, and they're able to operate in these key areas on the pitch that basically create chances from everywhere. So I think when you look you look back at the game and you see how easily uh, a Jack Grealish was able to pick up the ball and and hurt us. I, th- I feel like this was one of, if not the best Premier League performance um, I've seen from Jack Grealish in a City shirt. And, um, you know, obviously the yellow card um, that Diego Dallo received early on in the game um, was obviously not the best thing, but I don't really see Jack Grealish as a, let's say, a confrontational type of winger where he's going to take you on like relentlessly for the whole game. Um, he's usually going to get you to the byline and then drop it off to, to a De Bruyne or a Bernardo Silva who who then, you know, that's where the creation comes from. But, you know, in this game, you saw Jack Grealish picking up the ball and transitioning through our midfield with no resistance. And, you know, having that uh, against City is just unacceptable. And I feel... Um, you know, everything is hindsight now, but I feel, you know, if this City game came soon after the uh, the, the last game we played before, obviously the cancellation started happening, happening. I, you know, I'm not saying that it would have been a different result, but I think you would have just seen a little bit more structure and cohesion. On top of that, I probably wouldn't have started with the midfield that we did. I think I would have liked to see Casemiro come into the side. I don't think, um, you know, everybody's saying, or some United fans are saying that McTominay has been this amazing player for us in the past four games, etc. But I think it's time that, you know, a world-class central defensive midfielder who has won as many Champions Leagues as he has, you can't really be leaving him out in such a big game. And in terms of just being that disruptive presence um, and, you know, stopping the easy transitions, I think he would have done a way better job of that than a McSomine. Um And then obviously the, the issue with actually having, um, you know, sufficient legs in that in the two eight positions, like Ericsson has been fantastic for us. Um, however, we, I think we've noticed that his deficiencies or his weaknesses are around the running. And in a City team where they'll run you ragged for 90 minutes, you need to have that coverage in there. So <laughs> I would even say in terms of another midfield option, starting with a Fred, just to kind of have that um, energetic presence to, to partner with Casemiro, who will do a lot of the uh, disruptive work. Just having that... Um, that you know that effort or that guy in the midfield that you know will run. Wait, sorry, um, Pez, why didn't Casemiro mm-hmm. start today? Team selection. That's a, t- a Ten Hag, a, a question uh, for Ten Hag, man. I, I, I don't, don't agree. I don't man. think. I'd, sorry, Pez. I feel like if he's fit, he starts. I don't think any. No, yeah, exactly. That's that's the point that I'm trying to make. I, I don't feel yeah. like there's a reason why he shouldn't start. Like, as I say, I would have liked to see him start in this midfield over a McTominay and mm-hmm. having a player of his calibre uh, yeah. within the team, how can you not be starting him? So Correct. I definitely think that's uh, a Ten Hag question um, as to why he didn't. Um, he's probably going with, I guess, the team that has got him uh, or, or rewarding good form, I guess, or what's considered good form by some. I, I think that McTominay can get drops anytime. Um, but 
yeah, for me, Casemiro has to come in. He has to come in. Um, and yeah, the goals that City scored were fantastic. I mean, like popped off the park. I mean, Haaland putting in De Bruyne-esque crosses. Um, De Bruyne doing what he does. Haaland doing what he does. Yeah, man, it was, it was just, it was really good to watch. Just from obviously switching off after you know, three, four nil, you just begin to <laughs> admire the football that City played and, you know, there's levels to this, there's levels to shit, man, to be honest. Them ones, and you know, the game is lost, you're just here to enjoy it, man. Bro, that was me, man. So, yeah, obviously in summary, we, we, we scored a, a, a three goals, but really those are consolations and the game was well and truly done by that point. Obviously, it's nice to see um, Martial uh, get the two goals on the score sheet. Um, Jeez, I but, know you were jumping you know, up at that one, boy. When you saw your boys <laughs> score, bro, you know, get me coming off an injury, coming on at half time, bagging two you know goals. What? Yeah, you got, you got. You know? In games like this, you got to see where the positives are, and I think that's probably mm-hmm. a big positive. Six three, obviously, doesn't tell the tape of that short game itself, but yeah. if nope. your boy Marshall's coming on and bagging, like there's, there's things to be excited. About. Wait, who scored the third goal? Anthony. Scored the, wait, Ma- Anthony. So Anthony oh, scored first. our first goal. Yeah, oh, he scored yeah, yeah, our first yeah. goal, which was a really, really well taken goal. To be fair, a, um, a goal that he's capable him, of doing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, let's what's go. the conversation? Yeah, um, we're, we're in our estimation. I know it's just a, it's a it's a very small sample size, but where do we think? Where, where do you think he is as a player? This is a question to the boys. I'll let one of you guys go first. From what you've seen, I'm 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 a full different Calvin. Yeah, yeah, I've not seen enough yeah. of him personally. Um, obviously, uh, we've only seen two games, right? He's obviously scored in both games and they're both big games. So in terms of that, that's a good sign. Um, mm. It's difficult to really tell because he came off early in the game against Arsenal. And obviously, today was a tough game for anyone to go away to City. He looks tired on the ball. I think the goal was well taken. It was a nice switch from Ericsson. The first touch was good and the finish was, was unbelievable, really, from that far out. So I think he showed promise, man. To be fair, and I and I always like to see um, like a left-footed right winger coming in, and yeah. I think that that will definitely help help United moving forward because I've just not been impressed with Sancho. Again, I just I don't know what you think, Perez, but he just doesn't really impress me. Like in in when <laughs> I watch him, he never really t- seems to beat his man. He seems to always come inside and play a simple pass in like infield rather than actually go at someone. Okay, Carl Walker's not the easiest person to go at because he's so quick, but just want to see a bit more from him. So, yeah, Anthony looks all right, man. Need to see a bit more, though. Right, um, cool, let, me, let, let me stay on you, Kevin, as well, because I want to pose you another question. We all know Harry Kane is currently scoring and looking to break records, but, hey, there might be a new man that'll be chasing his records, and that is the machine in Haaland. Like... Honest question. We know Harry Kane's chasing Alan Shearer, but do you think ha- um, Harlan will beat whatever Kane does and even Shearer? Because at this rate, it's looking mad. 100%. If he stays in this team, <laughs> in this league, obviously the team will yeah. change. Um, like You won't have De Bruyne forever, but they'll just go and get the next De Bruyne, so it's not a problem. But he's, a, he's an animal. There's nothing he can't do. He's good in the air. He's... He's good, like in terms of with his feet inside the box. He he finds space when other people struggle. He's always in the right place. His finishing's unbelievable. He can run in behind. He can come short. Like today, 
I saw him actually linking play a bit more. He was dropping in, getting it yeah. wide and getting straight into the box. Um, and yeah, man, he's, he's like, you saw it in the community shield, him and De Bruyne weren't quite clicking. It was obviously like early on in his city career, but now they just kind of have that telepathic relationship. Same with Foden a couple of times in early games, the pass wasn't there or he wasn't seeing it, but now it's like telepathic. And even again, like Prez alluded to earlier, the, the cross for Foden's goal, he's showing that ability as well, not just to score goals but to create goals as well so bro he's a complete striker man like it's it's long I'm not gonna lie man. he's but so yeah, good I think he he's will so he stays in the league. Good. he's so good man like he's an animal bro like he, what there's nothing what can you do like you go short he'll just roll you yeah you leave space in behind like there was a there was a chance where I think I can't remember who had the ball but someone slid it down the line and he just he him and Martinez are running and bro that acceleration across 10, 15 mm. yards. You can't, you can't stop him. He, he's mad. He's mad. It's actually scary, man. And the numbers I could potentially make, it's even scarier. So He's on course to hey. score 45 goals. <laughs> Gosh, wait, people telling me Salah breaking PR records. Get out of here, man. And then obviously, wait, was it, was it, was it Alan Sherrill that got the most in one season? Or was it um, Aguero, 34? No. No, nah, it was Salah. Salah did, did it Salah recently. Yeah. Salah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is boy. the thing, though. Like, you said about Kane, yeah? I think Kane's had a good start to the season. Like, he scored seven goals. But then, when you think Haaland scored double that with 14, it's like... It just <laughs> That's feels, silly. Do you know what I mean? Bruh. It's, it's just madness. <clears throat> hey, time with toll. Um, Prez, I mean, mm. any cause of concern? No, I think I said it in the chat earlier. I think this is one of those games on the on the sort of fixture list that you you kind of charge up to either going to be one way or another. Um, I don't think like this is going to derail us. Well, I'm hoping it's not going to derail our season, but it shouldn't be a season defining loss. Um, I feel there's still so much football to be played, um, and. Yeah, is 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 all about the response to this game from here. Um, we have some winnable games coming up, so um, I'm just hoping that the lads don't let their heads drop too far and it doesn't impact our our form going forward, man. The the only reason why I pose that question to you, obviously, you sound hopeful that you can bounce back. Is this is exactly how I well, I said it to you guys as well that when we lost to you lot, I was not worried, mm-hmm. and I feel mm-hmm. like we've gone on to show that. That defeat annoys me that it's there on the record that we've lost the game in us to you. But yeah. I was not worried about how we were going to perform after. So, I mean, yeah, it's City away. It's not going to be easy. Um, who's your next game? Uh, who are we playing next? I feel like it's Everton. Everton away, I think, in the Premier League. But we've obviously got our um, Thursday game against Azerbaijan Bag FC or whatever their names are. So, yeah. Don't let don't let Kenna hear that boy. <laughs> yeah. One is dead joke. Ah, <laughs> uh, say no more, man. So good things happening there, and unfortunately, Kenna is not here. Nor is his brother Andy to talk about Liverpool. Brighton came to visit Liverpool. Um, a resurgent Brighton that lost their manager but have not lost any fucking spirit. That team just loves to play football. And I mean, as a footballer, 
if I was, a, I would just love to be around that camp right now because they've lost their manager, but they're they're still happy. This new guy that's coming and his critics, and he clearly is setting them up for something good. Um, another goal fest, six goals in total. Um, Brighton and Liverpool drew, shared points. It was three three. Brighton took the lead, two 0 up. At one point, we were thinking, yeah, this is it. And, and, and with what we've seen of Brighton, like let's give them their flowers. They're, they're playing good football. They 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 could have seen this out. But at the same time, that's maybe where the quality lacks. Liverpool came back into the game, made a two-wall, then took the lead. And from there, you're thinking, ah, you know what's going to happen now. Liverpool are going to go into win. But nope. Trossard gets his third, gets the hat-trick, and um, they, they, they take a point back to Brighton, man. Um, again, I pose this question to everyone here. Were Liverpool just poor or like Brighton just good? Because I feel like it's a bit of both personally. I, I want to get your you guys, what, what do you think? I I caught the second half of this game um, and I obviously went back to see the goals um, at half time. But you know what it is like, and I'm not, I don't want like Liverpool fans to be up in arms about what I'm about to say, but like, I feel... Um, you know, as a United fan, there came a time where, you know, other teams, you know, maybe in the lower half of the league, start to smell blood a little bit or smell um, weaknesses uh, or maybe some dif- dysfunctional, um, you know, dysfunctional character within within the, the team. Um, especially like just thinking about United in the last sort of five, ten years and, you know, teams come the Old Trafford and feeling like they have a chance and if you look at you know Liverpool and how dominant they are at home or how dominant they have been at home um, I just felt like Brighton had that belief that they could get a result I feel you know once you you're a Premier League team and you have that belief that you can get a result from from um, any team that you play you you've, you've basically won half the battle and they were playing with no fear. They had no regard for the opposition. And going into half time from the highlights that I watched, they were the better team. So obviously Liverpool always have the inev- inevitability f- factor about them, whereby, you know, you, you, you feel like at some point they're going to get back into the game. But to go down two goals in, what, 20 minutes? It's it's very uncharacteristic of this this Liverpool team that we've we've become, you know, used to. So I feel like it comes down to me, to, to me more like team. A team just feels like they may not get a result, but they can give Liverpool a good game. And I feel against a team like Liverpool, that's half the battle. If you've got that mental belief that you can do something, and obviously coupled with the fact that they've got players that are good and are willing to actually play good football, then you you give yourself a really good chance. And Brighton aren't slouches, man. Like like let's not disregard. Brighton, they they are they are a team that can get a result at any time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like that's what it is. Yeah, agreed, man. Brighton are a very good team, but let's let's Liverpool, man. It's it's not really looking good for them right now. Shalom. Like, is is no. it it? Is it if they had their fun now? Is it is it like because I no? I th- go for it. Go 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 on. Go go. No, it's just because the, the boys aren't here and they've been saying, mm. oh yeah. There's nothing to worry about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but I feel like they're in denial. 
Yeah, I, I think I side with, I, I take someone like Andy's point regarding like the midfield, like people uh, play like Hendo, Hendo playing for them. I hear that and I feel like it, it feeds into the the bigger issue with Liverpool, I think, is that they haven't replenished the blood, the, the bloodline in that team. And they're, they're playing with old, worn out bowlers and they need an injection of youth within that team. And as such, they're going to go through that bad um, patch of form but just to show you how good Liverpool were the Brighton was even in my opinion they were they were really good they're a really good team they're a team if you any team right now if you see them as your next game you will be worried but to show you mm-hmm. just, they played that well that Liverpool also you know they, they, they came out with a draw to show you how good Liverpool are, are playing or are even though they're not playing as well so the issue here is just Liverpool are, are just going through a very unfortunate time where they haven't uh, haven't um, brought in uh, like youth, good youth, and I feel like they, they put the, the bank or they put a risk on getting that to to, to Chubini deal that fell through, yeah. and as such they're yeah. paying for it. So um, yeah. I think they will recover in the future, but I've I, but right now is the is the is the right time to play Liverpool to get a, a point or three points from them because they are they are very vulnerable. Hey, Shalom, you know who my next this, game is. This is, this is, yeah, 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 this is it's a good segue, <laughs> man. <laughs> this is this is the thing for me though, like because if you let's rewind it to the beginning of the season, right? Obviously, the Chouamani deal didn't happen. Or let's rewind it to summer, sorry. The Chouamani deal didn't happen. And Liverpool fans, for the most part, felt like they still had enough to be in and around the title challenge when when the time came. So they hadn't lost anything, if that makes sense. So they're still, by and large, the same team that they were coming into um, from last season, that they are coming into the, the new season. They are... Um, Champions League finalists, they are FA Cup winners and they finished, um, you know, runners up and could have gone on to win the league, right? So th- these are still the same players um, and they've added uh, an additional forward to the to the mix in Darwin New- yeah. Nunes. The jury is still out on him as to whether he'll come good. Um, but, you know, he hasn't made the best of starts. But you just, you just wonder, like, yes, Liverpool fans are saying that they didn't replenish in midfield, but this is the same team. This is, I mean, I mean obviously they've, they've lost money. money they've they? lost money. Yeah, so. But but then you say that, but Liverpool fans don't even cite that as a reason for this or they don't see it as one of the reasons why they're not performing well. So they, they don't use that. Mm. So for me, it's like they're not willing to, they're not, like you say, that there might be a little bit of in denial in there because they're not willing to actually accept that could money's impact you know, could Mane's impact be a reason for partial reason for some of this drop off? Could it be? Maybe, but they've not considered it, or they're not willing to consider it as an option. So, you how? What do you really look at? You, do you take it as a bad patch of form? Well, this is the same group of players. So, what is it really? I mean, a good question um, to uh, for me. I I feel I, I think I side with what you're saying. I think there's a plethora of things going on at Liverpool, um, but mm-hmm. there are also very simple things you can easily you can have like an eye test and pick out that you yeah. could think. Okay, if you if you fix this, then things might work. But also, in terms of a dominoes effect, it's also affecting pe- like players like Virgil 
I mean, I I can't believe yeah. I'm here saying that Virgil isn't playing as well as I expect him to to be playing. Um, Matip, obviously, uh, whatever's going on with Trent, both international <laughs> and club, we don't know. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of things going on within that team. But I, I I think for me, you should always be fearful of them and their day. They can do madness. Oh, for sure, for sure, man. That Virgil, yeah, if I speak, yeah, I'll be in big He's looking like <laughs> Southampton Virgil. Virgil van Lesbian right now. <laughs> do you know what, though? Do you man think that, to a certain extent, it's a little bit of um, stubbornness from, from uh, Klopp, though? Because, as you said, there comes a point where you need to adapt. You need to change something tactically. Um, I, I, saw, I don't know if you saw the interview with Klopp. He come out and basically defended Trent and said that this is how I ask him to play. And of course, like because I want him to play so high, there will be times where teams will counterattack down his side. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And again, he just just doesn't seem even in situations where he is there in position, he's not defensively aware. So maybe Klopp needs to adapt his tactics. Maybe he needs to drop his line a little bit deeper to a certain extent. I don't know if you agree, but I don't think Liverpool press the same way they used to. And that obviously, when you press it allows you to play a higher line. But if you're not going to press the same mm. way and they beat the press and you play yeah. a high line, yeah. you have to drop off. If there's no pressure on the ball, you drop off. That's a simple rule of football. And if the press is not as good as it was last season and the line is still the same, you're going to get caught out. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Drew made that point um, in the, the Napoli when they got battered by Napoli. That was basically a classic case of, of that happening. And I hate to say it, but, you know, who was one of their champion pressers last season Sadio Mane he was like yeah. the guy who was you could even call him the pressing the pressing trigger like the yeah. guy was a relentless presser and kind of set the tone um when it when it came to their pressing but um yeah man yeah I don't know man I don't know people would tell me Mane is <laughs> was not <laughs> ah, let me not man Mane is not let scoring the farmers league bro, man yeah, well, that Mane he's enjoying boy <laughs> <laughs> he's eating well man so yeah big up him for making the move that he needed to ah our boy Weisenberg actually couldn't make it today again but his Chelsea squads um, went away to Palace and I think it's quite evident that we've said that with Patrick Vieira and what he's building there it's not easy but at the same time I think Kenner once did have a go at his um, win rate obviously another defeat but there's things to be excited about for Palace fans. Um, Chelsea, he weren't looking too good. Um, managed to managed to you know draw out some cojones and and come out of it. And Obama Young getting back on the score sheet. Um, his mm-hmm. first. Um, I think it's actually his debut. I'm surprised that, that I thought he played um, for, for Chelsea in the league already, but no. Um, he had his debut start. Oh no, no! I'm sure he started before. I heard something that he's he actually started. Yeah, someone said he, he started like in the Champions League, didn't he? But it was it was his first start in the Prem. Prem. Oh, oh, his first no, start. Because the, the Chelsea game was postponed, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Um, gets on the score sheet, which is also good for him and good for the club. And then later, I think they they said that if if there's one person, Palace fans wouldn't want to score. It would have been Conor Gallagher and of course Conor Gallagher whips one in and gives Chelsea the win. Um, obviously he hadn't spent some time at Palace the season before which helped him develop into maybe the players now. 
Um, a heartbreaking moment for Palace fans and maybe a bittersweet moment for him as a player. Well, are Chelsea back, lads? Because we're not really convinced with Chelsea so far. Like still, still not to be honest. Still well, not. They have Potter now, so let's see what what happens. <laughs> How long are we giving him, Shalom? Because I, do you feel like he needs to bring? No offense to Potter, he's not the type of player that we can be like. Oh, Conte brings his style of players. I mean, yeah. do we expect Potter to work for what he has, or can he be? He has to, man. You know, what? I have I have some Chelsea friends of mine who are basically saying Potter has a free hit this season now. I mean, you know, it depends though. There is a there is a limit to what you give a free hit. You can't have Chelsea finish in what eighth. And I mean, no, but I'm I mean, in terms of like a, I guess a title push. I still think personally, the top four should be the absolute bare minimum for Chelsea, yeah, regardless of who's in the hot seat. Um, uh, the the personnel that they have, they have more than enough uh, to to push for that top four spot. So as a minimum, it should be top four. Um, but the the football that they're playing, I mean, prior to to Potter, is just is nothing to is nothing to be impressed by. And um, you know, I think all Chelsea fans will probably be worried with the way that they're playing at the moment. But as you say, Shalom, you know, mm. Potter's now in the hot seat. So let's see. Uh, let's see if he's able to stamp his authority on this team and start getting them to play some attractive football. Because right now it's just not not a lot to not really good to watch at the moment. No, there's not a lot for Chelsea fans to be excited about. And I mean, we say Graham Potter is he the man? I guess yeah. As you said, if it's a free hit from some Chelsea fans, it's a free hit. I have not seen anything that makes me think, oh yeah, there's something. I actually feel he's going to struggle, but obviously I want him to do well. Um, would have really liked to see what he could have done with Brighton. But it is what it is. Let's just quickly talk about something that happened in the game that was very controversial. Did you guys... You guys watch the game, right? Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva. What a trip. Joke. That's a bad card. Like, what? what is going on there? Bro, I don't understand what VR are doing. Was he already on the yellow at that point? Well, no. I think... Someone said, Prez, it's a yellow for the foul and then a yellow for handball in it. Yeah. So, because yeah. obviously the ref, the ref did give him a yellow. So, obviously, if there's another yellow, it would be a red card. But, yeah, someone did say it should have been two yellows or if it should have been a red card for the for the, for the, for the handball. And like I said, Calvin, what's VAR doing? Because it's clearly a deliberate change of the hand. So, yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. Chelsea it's, got off like... He... Mate, he was given a yellow card for what happened. And then VAR have a look and the ref stuck with the original decision of, of a yellow card. It's the denial of a goal for an opportunity. It's a red card. It's as simple as that. I don't understand why there's any debate about it. Why the why these decisions happen, like the consistency is just unreal. Like I know obviously look, it's we've had we look back to the Chelsea game where we played and Cucurella's got his hair pulled by Romero. That should have been whatever. Um, but I just don't <laughs> get it. Like, it's clear and obvious. And I feel, I, I do feel for the smaller sides because it does seem to seem to be like the big sides get these decisions and, and they don't. But yeah, very lucky to be on the pitch. And then obviously he goes and gets the assist for Aubameyang's goal. So it's just the way it works, mm. man. Vieira was fuming. He was absolutely fuming after the game. Yeah, rightly so. But you know what? I didn't realise 
how like much Palace are struggling in terms of with points. They're yeah, seventeenth yeah. right now, and they want they're on six yeah. points. I didn't realize. I, I thought they were like kind of yeah. doing well. Yeah, it's because they it. always give teams good games, but they're not getting the results, man. Yeah, that's that's it. They let themselves the results they let themselves down. So. Yeah. Is it, is it high time let, to talk Vieira about Vieira? Yeah, we need to be careful. Boy. Bro, we need mm. to be careful because at the end of the day, yeah. like, there's been investment from, from Palace. He's been backed. Um, they've got a good team. I know they lost Gallagher, but they've got a good team and they should no way be sat up, well, on level on points of Wolves, you know, just one place above the relegation zone. So, and Bruno Lads just got sacked as well. Yeah. So And yeah. level points with Wolves. I'm I'm hoping that they give yeah. Vieira the adequate time, man. But yeah, it's tight, bro. Yeah, I mean the the, the table doesn't lie, does it? So facts. It needs to it needs to fit, it needs to switch up. But one thing I I would give him credit though, and I think that's what's saving his his seat right now is the fact that he gets them playing good football, and I think yeah. that. That that's number one, and you'd be much more remiss to think, okay, I, I will, I will think about um, firing Vieira because when you go out there, you go, you watch good football. Yet you lose. I get that, take mm. the point, but good football goes a long way. So hopefully he, he gets time to tighten it up. But if it doesn't, yeah, premise I agree. I agree because I mean, bad football, bad results is the recipe for sacking. But Trust. good, good football, bad results. You can say, okay, the results might come. You know, yeah. Um, so I, re- I think he should be given. He should be given adequate time to turn it around. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon that's the project? That's a long-term project at Palace. Because how long can you go saying, okay, good football, but no results? As Calvin just noticed, yeah. like noted there, which I didn't even think they were that low. That's worrying because. I mean, that's nearly relegation talk. Yeah, yeah. What would you say is? I think it's the difficult with a club issue. like Palace, though, because sorry, Shalom. I was just going to no, say, no, no, like, go ahead, I just think that realistically, like you know, Palace to get into like the top, let's say seven, if we're saying Conference League, it's not realistic yeah. for them. Realistically, mm-hmm. his push has got to be top ten, and Correct. even that yeah. is difficult. So you got to be careful what you wish for. Like, like Prez makes a good point. They play good football and you could have a Hodgson there that keeps you in the league, but that football week in, week out is just dry. So I think he should be given <laughs> yeah. the time, man. I guess we'll see. You know, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's crazy to think we're only eight games in and I think Calvin, you keep re- saying that to like some tables and they get gasped, but this season is really starting to shape. It's really starting to shape up, and we do have a long, long way to go with the World Cup coming in. So yeah, um, it's it's going to be very interesting, and um, I think the World Cup will be will be will be it'll be interesting how people come back off that. Um, because right now, obviously, there's no stopping City. As Calvin likes to talk nice about Arsenal, we're the best playing team. Um, it's all up there. I think Andy made the claim and I actually want to just get to press to answer this. Andy said in the chat that the title race is between Arsenal, Man City and Spurs. Can we even say there's a title race right now? And that's for you, Prince. No. No, not for me. Um, yeah. I feel... <sighs> I said that if Arsenal can get to the end of October and no Arsenal fan has agreed with me thus far, 
But I feel like if you navigate your October games, I haven't actually checked who you're playing, but I feel like if you navigate your October games, um, you know, and you come out relatively unscathed, then you can begin to start looking at how you can prepare for um, the, let's say, the festive period. If if you if you get to the festive period, um, you know, let's say top of the league or, you know, sort of tussling for the top spot with City, then I would say at that point, you can then say, okay, the title race is on. But navigate your October games... <clears throat> And I think you're 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 giving yourself the best opportunity to go into the World Cup with um with a a, a good uh a good points tally. So yeah, that's my take, man. No, like I say, no Arsenal fan has agreed with me yet, but yeah, that's how I see it. It's yeah, I think the fact that we've beat Tottenham it makes that November, October a bit more um less less weight on our shoulders. I know the next the the big teams in this October was Tottenham and Liverpool who I think maybe it might be good that we get them out very early on. Because even yeah. if, let's say if we bro, did it's lose... It's a good back, time to be playing them. <laughs> but not even that, Facts. bro. Let's say we lost to you lot and then we lose to Liverpool next week. We've still got um, a couple of other games to bounce back from. Um, but like I said, it is a good time to play them, but this is Arsenal. So if we beat Liverpool next week, yeah, then I think October will be a lot easier because then we've got um, Leeds away, Southampton away... Um, which I feel like we should be not losing anyways. Forest at home, and I forgot who the other one is, and then obviously the Europe game. So um, it's not just obviously Arsenal. Spurs are in the in the mix as well. And um, Calvin, I don't know how your games are looking. You, you actually have Brighton next, so that could be um, a tough one for you lot, I believe. You've got <laughs> Brighton next. Yeah, man, Brighton next. Um, that'll be tough, man. Obviously, first home game in charge. Then we've got Everton. And then I'm sure we've got United after that. So, hey, yeah, man. Game, games. It's games not easy for us, boy. <laughs> it's not easy for anyone, bro. What the hell? For anyone, it's not bro. easy. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, like you said, we agree on we agree on one thing: our two, our, our both game, both our games against Man City that were postponed. Boy, <laughs> that might be a blessing in disguise. But we'll see. So that's gonna come like what? What in spring, summer, or something now? Bro, something like that, bro. Who knows, man? The later, the better. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, facts. Like, but Munya, one thing I will say yeah. is our participation in the Champions League, it it really does give you a lot of the advantage because we're kind oh, of abs- in a situation absolutely. where we have to play. Yeah. No, absolutely. You, you've got more of a quality. Well, no, for now, because the Europa League does get better quality teams when it comes to like the round of 16, at the moment, it's just like, who beats anybody? So, yeah, again, October might be the best month to, to play all these little Europa League teams. Um, but, yeah, for sure, when, when it comes to the thick of things, when you lot are progressing, you're going to have hard, harder teams. Um, Striz, so you think, you, think, you, you think that for that reason, you, you lot have the advantage? Sorry. No, I think we have a disadvantage. Because, um, like, oh, disadvantage. obviously losing our second game against Sporting, means that now against Frankfurt yeah. next week, we've got to go in and we've got to win. And then obviously strong, it's similar yeah. with Liverpool. They lost their first game against Napoli. Yeah, they beat Ajax, but they've then got to go relatively strong against Rangers. And then they play Arsenal. Arsenal on a Thursday night could potentially rest. So, yeah, facts. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, facts. So, yeah. Which I think we, but, we probably will. 
But yeah, we'll see. Anyways, lads, it's been a good weekend. I'm gonna just go to the bar and ask the barman for the last orders. Any shots for us? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got one. Yeah, uh, I let's got. let's start with, let's start with Prez. <laughs> Shout out my boy Tony Ice, man. <laughs> a young brace on Derby Day, fresh off an injury, on that half time. Don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can feel I can feel the grin from here, boy. I can know it's grinning. Um, from here, boy. <laughs> uh, hey, go on, Prez. I mean, go on, Shalom. Um, yeah, shout out William Saliba, the Colossus defender. What, what a player! What a man! What, what a guy! Um, he yeah. has really impressed me. He is is just tra- transformative how he plays. Um, I could give more shout-outs to more to the Arsenal players, but I think today it has to be William. Um, the future is bright for that guy, and I hope he signs the thing for us forever. Uh, let's, yeah, boy. let's get him to sign up quickly. Get him to sign up quickly. quickly. So what's you his contract situation then? Sorry. Teeth, you know? Yeah, yeah what's, what's his saying? contract situation? He's got two years left, and from what I heard from, um, what's his name was talking, the guy from the Athletic was talking. He, he, apparently, he's not really in the... In a hurry to sign a contract, which is fair because why? Why would he sign a contract? Um, he's much more in a better position if it if it goes down, and then Madrid or PSG or City snaps him. But, yeah, yeah. I, well, from what I'm hearing, Arsenal are looking to get him done, get it done with the, the Saka situation. But boy, we need him. Hey, I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be dub- double signing things, the double reveal mm. things. Yeah, you man, just before the World Cup. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> just before the World Cup oh, nah, I'm joking I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, don't call me in the time Strezza any shots on you my guy uh, yeah I got a couple man yeah, run it up man um, the first one is for Sir Harold 100 uh, Premier League away goals first player to do so obviously yeah didn't play well, I don't think, but always manages to get on the score sheet. So shout out to him, man. And my second shot is for a man that I never want to see in the Spurs shot again. <laughs> Emerson Royale. <laughs> the deadest right back in the Premier League. Like, I'd take Lucy Bronze, who plays for the women's team, over my man. You know that? I can't lie. <laughs> England women's. <laughs> Bro, so like, what was that skanking he, video that you sent as well? What is he doing oh, there? Like, he, he, he spent like compilation vids. 800k to oh, improve God. his fitness or whatever and Bro. then drops a shitter. My man has paid to be worse at football. I don't understand <laughs> how he was even at Barcelona <laughs> to begin with. Yeah? Like, Barcelona, yeah, when we came in with the 25 mil, they must have been like, what have Tottenham seen here? Yes, please. But, yeah, I want a shot for my man and it's literally just like one to just a good riddance shot. Because I hope the next three games, either Doki e comes in and and just like performs so well that he can't be dropped, or Jed Spence gets his chance, which he deserves, in my opinion, to take that spot at right wing back. Because Emerson Royal can't attack and he can't defend, and I don't know what he can do really. So, yeah, man, they're my two shots. <laughs> uh, cheers, my guy. Um, yeah, man, I think I'm going to take a similar shot to Shalom. Um, big really. <laughs> with the IE for Andy um, <laughs> another another great performance from the guy um, 
obviously, I think Xhaka, I'm going to have to give him some a shot for him because, yeah, man, at one point I wanted to run on the pitch and whack him up. But right now I want to run on the pitch <laughs> and give him a hug, man. He really has um, changed things. Um, yeah, boys, I'm getting a wave now. So, Bukayo Saka, <laughs> still, I mean, doing influential stuff off the ball. Um, didn't score, but he still helped um, in some of the build-up play for the goals. And last but not least, man, Gabby Jesus, man. Ah, like you, man, we suffered with Lacazette. Like every time this guy <laughs> is on the pitch, I realise how much we suffered. So yeah, man. Trust. Thank you, um, Arteta and Edu for getting this one over the line because yes, he really is going to help us. He's, he's scoring because people are getting us if we're not scoring. He's getting the goals in. Yeah, so I'm happy, man. And um, yeah, that's it. And um, b- before we do close the bar, um, we just the boys of the bar just want to pay our respects to the uh, fatal incident that happened in Indonesia. The fans at the football yeah. games, um, I think yeah. over 150 lives lost, which is just really heartbreaking, man. I mean, yeah, you, you don't expect to go to a football match and not come home. So, yeah, man, prayers to the families for anyone that's lost any the loved ones. Um, we hope, you know, they get an inquiry to see what happened wrong. But, yeah, man, prayers up to them. Yeah, man. Hey. It's been a pleasure, boys. Good to be back hosting again. Um, till we meet again next week, we'll be discussing the Europe, European games and also the Prem games. Um, yeah, everything's just coming quick and fast. It's been a pleasure, boys. Peace. Peace. Easy. Bless up. <laughs> hey, Kyle.